Welcome to Coaches on a Mission, a podcast dedicated to helping values-driven coaches make their businesses real, make them impactful, and of course, profitable. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and we are going to take our course launching conversation even further this week with my guest, Matthew Erickson. Matthew is a very gifted designer and brand expert. He helps service-based entrepreneurs put themselves out there with a clear, confident, and cohesive brand so that they can spend less time worrying about the look and feel of their business and more time doing what it is they really love. Now, Matthew really wants to help as many purpose-driven business owners as he can, and he understands that not everyone is in a position to hire his full-service branding team. So Matthew wants to take his proven branding system and turn it into a course. But a few questions stand in his way. Number one, what's the best way to deliver this course? Number two, what the heck should I even call this thing? And number three, is my list big enough to actually launch? So Matthew and I tackle those three burning questions during today's episode. And by the end, he felt clear and super confident about getting his course out in the world before the end of this year. The best part is that his launch goal the intention, rather, is different from what you might expect, but you'll have to stick around until the end of the episode to find out what that is. So with that, let's dive into a powerful course launch conversation with Matthew Erickson. Hi, Matthew. Hi, hey, welcome. <laughs> hey, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Me too. We've been talking about having you on the show for a long time. And for the record, everybody, Matthew will come be coming back at some point because I also want to have you on as a guest expert to talk about branding and design. But today you are in the hot seat. So before we dive in, how's it going for you inside of the hive? It is going swimmingly. That's the word I'll use. <laughs> no one has uh, ever said that before. So, okay, great. <laughs> well, I know that Dallas, cause I've listened to every episode and yeah, I would say it's going swimmingly because it just feels like a big group of fish literally swimming upstream together. You know, yeah. it really feels like an online community. And I know everybody says that, but as a solo entrepreneur, business owner, coach, this is what we're doing a lot sitting alone in our office and actually having what feels like a tangible place to go has just been a game changer. So it's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, we have a really special community. It's true. So you've got a course launch in your future. I heard a rumor about that. And I would love to help you march confidently toward that goal. So with that in mind, what do you want to talk about today? How can I help you? Yeah, well, thanks for bringing up the idea of confidence because as a newer coach, I've been mm -hmm. doing this branding and design thing for years now, but as a newer coach, I think I'm still facing those obstacles of feeling like an imposter sometimes or like I'm not ready yet, or maybe in two more years, I can launch a course or something like that. So I think at the end of the day, being able to walk away with feeling more confident as I move towards this goal. Mm -hmm. To get even more concrete, I had three bullets of maybe what I would love to walk away with. Is that helpful? I would love to hear your bullets. Yes. Okay. So first and foremost, I'd love your thoughts on a name, which I'm sure could be okay. very fun. Mm -hmm. Two is the format. And while we can get into details about that, I'm kind of 
at a toss up between do I include a coaching element, a group coaching element, or is it just, you know, you buy the course, do it on your own. That's it. And then third is right now, I am proud to say that I only have 200 on my list and I know your benchmark usually is a thousand. So I'd love to talk more about that and kind of get some clarity on what I can do now with that goal of launching in the fall. Okay, great. So before we dive in, can you fill all of our listeners in on the landscape of your business? Because there are two like brothers, right? They're two very separate arms, even though they're connected to branding. So paint the picture for our listeners about the shape of your business right now, and then how you envision the course fitting into that bigger picture. I'm so glad you asked that because just last week, I really had to do like a whiteboard session for myself and really figure out mm-hmm. what how this course can fit within the model of my bigger business. So as you mentioned, I have two branches, right? These two brothers, if you will. On the left, we have Good Brand Partners, which is the full service done for you branding and design studio, right? Very typical. We do brand strategy and logo design, websites, you name it. On the other side of the pond is why I'm here, Good Brand Coach. That's my coaching container. And right now I'm working with folks one-on-one as well as I did my first unofficial, but kind of official VIP day last month. And it was so fun. I learned a lot. (laughs) And a lot of what I work on in the coaching realm is really where I lit up the most in my full service business. So Uh. within branding and design, even full service done for you, there are strategy sessions, right? There are calls with a client. It's going to a client's office, figuring out all the fun stuff, all the juicy tidbits of who you are, who you want to be, all that. And I love that so much. And those moments of one-on-one connection really light me up. And I really think it's my zone of genius. And so mm-hmm. that's been what I've been coaching folks on is really being with you in the room, even virtually, and helping you discover and define and design your dream brand. Yeah. Okay. I got it. So right now on the coaching side, you're working, you had a VIP day and then you're just, I don't mean to say just to minimize it, but you're simply working one-on-one with clients on an ongoing basis or what does the one-on-one work look like on the coaching side? Yeah. So about a year ago, I was, you know, still doing the packaged offering. I think I did like six sessions and Come to find out, I realized that it was very difficult to re-enroll people. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I've never that heard that before, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided, you know what, I'm going to let loose of the packages. And now I just go month to month and it has been okay. so much easier. And I've actually been able to help more people, even though there are some people that may only work with me for two months. But then I have other people that it's now been seven months. And I'm thinking yeah. we're just going to keep on going. But that's how I'm working with folks is in that like bi-weekly, we do 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Great. So tell me how the course fits into this bigger picture. We're bringing yeah, so in a third sibling here, right? So how does I know, that work? I know. And I've only ever had one sibling. So I'm, I'm curious to see how this will pan out. But how the course fits first within what I'm doing now within one-on-one coaching, but also the bigger picture would be within my one-on-one coaching, about 50%, if not 75% of my clients We're working through my process, right? Which is called the 4D framework. And we're working through it step-by-step. Some go faster than others, but typically I've been seeing these same exact patterns. And this light bulb went off like, hey, wait a second. I feel like I could be helping more people if I actually 
recorded videos, used this workbook that I have online. It's like all the content is there. And I kind of felt like one, as a business owner, I'm leaving money on the table. Two, Mm -hmm. I'm leaving service on the table for people that may not be able to invest in one-on-one coaching. But, you know, I've actually had a couple of people say to me in discovery calls, like, I would actually love to be able to like bang out a course in two weeks on my own. Do you offer that? And I've been Mm -hmm. taking note of that, you know, that's how it ties into the one-on-one, how it kind of very seamlessly can transfer. And within the bigger picture of my business, I kind of view it as all the different entry points, right? For folks that are an entrepreneur and they need help, right? With their brand strategy and their visual identity. Well, some people have, you know, a 10K budget and maybe they want to go over and chat with my full service team and hire us for the done for you solutions. Other folks want a little bit more guidance and that support. So maybe they're in the middle with that container. But then there are also people that want a more accessible option, maybe more of an affordable option, which is super important to me. Because the reason why I've launched my good brand coach business is because I really think that everybody deserves to have a brand that they're proud of and a brand Mm -hmm. that helps them do good in the world. And I never want a price point or direct access to me to be a qualifier. Yeah, great. Great. So now anyone who feels aligned will have three ways to work with you, depending on how they learn, what their preferences are, and what their budget is. Beautiful. Okay. So at the beginning of our conversation, you shared that you want to walk away feeling more confident. And then you said, I've got three clear bullet points. What's the name of my course? What's the format of the course? And like, how are we going to handle this list issue? Mm -hmm. Do you feel, Matthew, that by addressing these three things, you will have the confidence you need? Or are we solving the wrong problem by addressing these three things? I want to say yes. And knowing you and how you work, we're probably going to uncover a lot of other things um, as well. But I would, I would yeah. confidently say yes. Great. I agree, actually. Let's get, because clarity does just naturally bring confidence. It's why I read the last half of the last chapter of a book first. I just want to have a, I know it's so disappointing. You're just like my fiance. <laughs> I just need to have a little bit of an idea about where I'm going and then I will commit. So I can understand that. I also want us to walk away with a tangible exercise you can do to expand this new coach container and really see yourself as capable. But I agree with you. The clarity around these three things can help. Now, I often say when it comes to courses, the big mistake we make because we get excited is we name the course before we know what's inside the course. Then we decide how long it's going to be before we know what's inside the course. Then we decide how much we're going to charge before we know what's in the course. And that is doing it backwards. But you know what's going to be in this course. It's your 4D framework. Is that accurate? That's correct. Brilliant. Great. So now we get to name your course and figure out the format and talk about your list. (laughs) Okay. So can we address the format first? Yeah, let's do it. Great. So tell me what you're thinking in terms of the the best way to deliver this scalable option for folks. So the best way, and if, if I am hearing you correctly, 
I would say it's within, you know, an online format. Um, I'm currently using Kajabi. Um, I'm very mm-hmm. fluent in it. So like the tech and the setup of, you know, the course will actually be quite a breeze and something that I'll enjoy doing. Within the format itself, I have four phases, that 4D framework. Within each of those phases, there are two kind of subsets or subphases. So in reality, there's probably eight primary phases with, of okay. course, a bunch of steps in between. Yeah. Um, so I'm very clear on the the content format as far as like the education or the tutorial format. It would be in videos, kind of walking folks through the current workbook that I actually work with one-on-one clients. Yes. Because why not use what I'm already, you know, putting out there? And, you know, of course, there may be like worksheets and downloads and all that stuff like that. But the idea is this course and the way that I've been working with folks has been able to... of the time, get folks up and out the door in three months. Now that's if we were meeting bi-weekly for 90 minutes. Now there are people that could jump right into it and finish it in half the time or, you know, one eighth of the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I don't really want there to be a format that necessarily locks people into like, this is the 90 day course. And in 90 days, I promise you're going to X, Y, Z. Yep. But at the same time, I know that there's a value for, students to really have that that one-on-one connection or those Q&A sessions, hot seat sessions, mm-hmm. things like that, very much of what we're doing in the Hive. And so my question around the format is really, is it too much with my first course to try and like go big with having there be, you know, two calls a month and, you know, X, Y, Z? Um, or is that just something that I have to figure out as I go and have that be okay? So we bring, we strive to deliver, to make the best decisions and deliver the best program possible. And we always learn as we go. So the decision you and I come up with today is the best decision for right now. It may not be the final decision. It won't be the final decision. So inside the hive, we talk about the 3X launch strategy. And this is where you're like, workshopping it a little bit, you already have a proven process, which is this work using the workbook as the guide. But now the question becomes on top of the modules and then like do it on your own, what kind of support do you want to offer people and in what kind of time frame? That's what I hear you asking. Is that accurate? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just got to decide and do it your way because it feels the most enlivening for you. How would you provide coaching support inside of this course? My gut answer would be to offer two calls a month, probably one hour mm-hmm. each to start with it being a lighter lift and mm-hmm. having one be specific to like a hot seat where people who could apply for questions based on where they're at. And another one that's very similar to even more so like the come as you are call. I love that concept Mm -hmm. in the hive. Um, Just people showing up and whether they've had access to the course for six months or a week, they can kind of show up and ask me a question and hopefully move one step forward. So that would be my answer is to just have there be two calls that folks can jump on no matter where they are in, in the course. Got it. Okay. I think we can use that as a starting off point. Let me give you some pro tips from someone who's launched a lot of courses. So if we're doing the launch model for starters, rather than rolling enrollment, what I would recommend doing is having a 
lifetime access to the training, but a certain window of time of access to the calls so that you, Matthew, aren't in perpetuity showing up to the second call a month where there's Jennifer again, the one and only person who's still showing up to these Q&A calls. And it's just now we are not scaled. Right. When you move to the next phase where the course has been proven and through the Q&A calls, you've identified any cracks, you filled any cracks that just didn't occur to you until you delivered it. Then you can move to this evergreen rolling enrollment model and shift to standing Q&A calls. But my recommendation the first time out would be you said 90 days. So lifetime access to the program. And then we've got 12 weeks of coaching right? Every other week. One thing we started doing in Client Surge, and I love it. We're also getting feedback from students that they love it. So this is a consideration. So for everyone listening, it's May 25th today, as Matthew and I are recording, this episode will drop sometime this summer. But so I'm just going to say, like, let's say June 1st, the cart closes, right? Give people two, even three weeks of access to the training before the Q&A calls begin. That's what you do with client search, right? That's what we do with client search. So, and it's really designed for those folks who are like, like me, let me read the last half of the last chapter of the book so that I can like, I want to know where I'm going and have time to just get a lay of the land before I then go in and implement the training while having access to in this case, you, to get my questions answered. So that I, for a lot of programs, and I think in particular with design, could be a really helpful format, right? Where cart closes and you've got three weeks to just get a lay of the land. And then we're going to do a call every other week for six calls, right? How does that sound to you? I love that because actually that's something that I really enjoyed about, I've been calling it client surge 2.0 in my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, yeah. It's actually 3.0. This is the third time I've <laughs> updated and it. So. <laughs> on an upward soon, it's going to be like the iPhone um, continually mm-hmm. being improved. And I love the idea of the like two week prior access because it does give you that opportunity to kind of poke around, give yourself a minute to actually kind of breathe because similar to a lot of the folks who join the hive, I'm kind of assuming, but putting myself in the shoes as someone who has joined as well as my own, you know, clients is that it feels like there's so much that they could be doing. And there's so much overwhelm that being able to have the time and space to kind of like flip through the modules and not feel like day one, it's like, Holy moly, there's eight sections and 10 steps in between. So I love, I love the idea of giving people that, that time. And it also gives me time to reintroduce myself via some like nurture emails, I'm assuming. Yep. And you know, you could have an online gathering space, whether that's a Facebook group or mighty networks or, um, I don't, Kajabi has, I don't know how the functionality is on it. Mm. Yeah. I'm kind of exploring circle. I don't know if you know anyone who's used that. Okay. There's a couple designers Um, that I know that use it. So I feel like it might lend into that space. Mm, cool. So a meeting space where people can support each other or even ask you quick questions during that ramp up. But what we want to do, the goal, this is for you and for our listeners, a course is designed for scalability. So we want to make sure it's structured in a way that is scalable and Q and a calls every month forever and ever. Amen. is not 
scalable. It is, Matthew, once you have a really big list and people are joining the program every day or every week, that model makes sense. But in the beginning, you're overcommitting. And then there's this other position here. There are a couple of Hive members who have experienced this where they launch twice a year and like people have lifetime access and they have coaching calls every month. There are people who knowing that the calls never go away, feel no urgency to implement the freaking course. So we, you know, Jerisha Hawk talked about this on the show um, a number of episodes ago where she talked about when we sell, there's all these objections we overcome to get people to buy. And then there's a whole new set of objections we have to overcome to get people to implement the course. So, so having an end to those Q&A calls creates some urgency so that people aren't fooling themselves into thinking that they're actually taking action when they're not. So I want to make sure I'm hearing correctly. So the goal would be to, for the modules, the content, the training, Mm -hmm. lifetime access to that training itself. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, for the first three months, there are calls that you can join. Yep. After that three months is the idea that I would launch like twice a year in this incubator kind of phase and have the calls end. And then in the spring, there's another kind of cohort similar to client search. Yes. And then what you could do for, let's say I signed up the first time around, you could have special pricing for grads, right? Like, hey, we're going to launch again this spring. If you want to join for the Q&A calls, you can join at this like alumni pricing to come on back. I wouldn't just let them come back to the calls without paying because again, like it's too loose and we want to help them implement and paying for something, put skin in the game, but you've got room there for another way to monetize the program and serve people. So yeah, you'd go to a launch model twice a year following the course catapult launch strategy, 12 weeks of support for now. And then you'll know right? Like, okay, I'm getting the same 27 questions. Every time we do Q&As, I can build those into the course now. And this can be a completely self-guided program where people have access to old Q&A call recordings. Or maybe there's the upgraded version where you buy the course and it's a smaller cohort that gets coaching from you as they move through the course. So there are like, there are next level options, but for their first couple of times, I would recommend a launch model, get the launch really tight, make sure you're converting at 10%, all of those pieces, serve people with a with Q&A for a finite period of time and let them move at their own pace because they have lifetime access to the training. Quick question around using past content to inform like a 2.0, a new training, right? Yeah. Like a, a new version. Mm-hmm. Have you found that, I guess, like what was the process for you or have you just went into the course itself and just updated or Mm. did you create a whole new product so to speak and then just give people access with lifetime access you mean yes or just in general what's my process for upgrading yeah yeah maybe that's a better question yeah i mean i love learning i also like i have a values issue with there are a lot of air quotes here, teachers or course creators who sell stuff that they don't actually do in their business. And that to me is not totally aligned with my integrity. So if I'm always learning and growing, my courses become outdated. Like there's just always like there's a new app to use or there's a more efficient process or I see, oh, 
here's an area where I have unconscious competence Mm -hmm. and I didn't break down how I do that well enough in the program. So a few places that I look when I'm updating the course. Number one, how can I make this more accessible to even more diverse learners? So that's what we're doing right now in the Hive is we're redoing every piece of content to really serve neurodivergent learners because I did not have that consideration in mind the first time I created it. So there's an example of me learning. So like, how can I make it easier for people to implement? Number two, is what I'm teaching still what I'm practicing? Or is there a better, simpler, more advanced, more nuanced way? We're updating the content amplifier right now, and it is more nuanced <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Shocker, so, Instagram I know, changing every right? day. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So, and then the third piece is what, where are people getting stuck? And how, what do I need to add in to help more people get unstuck? So that's where I I learn through observing students. Oh, wow, this thing that's really easy and obvious to me is not. I didn't even know that it was easy and obvious to me. So how can I break it down for people and improve things even more? Is that helpful? 100%, yeah. And then there's the piece about lifetime access. So if you've purchased, you you just got to keep your word. Right. So if I've purchased lifetime access to the program and you've updated it, that's a lot of goodwill. Right. By giving me access to the updated program. If, Matthew, it becomes a complete revamp, I actually recommend changing the name of the program just so that there's no confusion, confusion because the program is so much different. And then lifetime access like lifetime access doesn't transfer over to that new program. That makes sense. Yeah, that was something I was curious about. And I guess from like a tech standpoint, it would just be tagging those folks who came into the initial cohort so that you can just filter it out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so back to our goal of confidence. One of the questions you had was around the format. I'd love to reflect what what I believe the plan to be to see if we're on track and see if you have any other questions around that. So my understanding of the plan is we're going to use your 4D framework, the workbook that you've proven with private clients as the content for the course that's going to live on Kajabi. People will go through pre-recorded videos and corresponding worksheets when it applies. They're going to move through that curriculum at their own pace because they have lifetime access. So far, so good? Yep. Great. We're going to follow a launch model. When people enroll in the program, they get lifetime access to the training plus a 12-week incubator, or maybe the first two or three is just swim around in this pool, get a sense for what we're learning, and then we will have coaching calls um, to support you in your creative process. There will be an end to those calls so that people actually implement instead of just paying for courses and never logging in. That's exactly it. Okay. So have we helped you feel more confident by talking through the format? Yeah. And (laughs) this is the beauty of coaching. It's like, this is everything that has been in my head that now it's actually finally on paper. And so I appreciate the (laughs) helping me give myself permission to just do the damn thing in the way that I want. Um, (laughs) And I feel actually even more excited about the way that I'm doing it now that I have the clarity around 
how to handle that like lifetime access and then like the coaching. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. Great. The most common and most dangerous question other coaches ask me is this, what more should I be doing? This question, it keeps you stuck scrambling every month to find more clients, throwing a launch together at the very last minute, or just trying to put together some semblance of a business strategy from all the free stuff you can find online. So instead of asking, what more should I be doing? The real question here is, how can I do less? Or where can I go deeper? These are the questions we'll tackle inside a brand new class for coaches called the Coach Class. So if you're tired of winging it, second guessing yourself at every turn, or working way too hard to keep your business running, the Coach Class could just change your life. Go to watchthecoachclass.com right now to grab your free spot inside this special webinar. You know, there is an easier path to six figures, and the Coach Class will show it to you. Registration is open this week, so again, the URL is watchthecoachclass.com. I will see you over there. So should we name this thing? I think so. Okay. Yay. <laughs> so, so I'm your dream client for this course, right? You're really clear on who your dream client is. What is the promise? What is the thing that I want? The thing I'm going to pull my wallet out for and invest in because it's so important to me. Ironically enough, because it's what I wanted out of today's call is confidence and clarity around their business and also themselves. It's confidence mm-hmm. in themselves to put themselves out there, to stop thinking about, for example, like the course, and they have no idea how to build the content or design the slides or do promo graphics for it, or even something as simple as that, as, you know, being able to, you know, put up a, you know, sales page and design it on your own and feel like, you know what, this looks like me and I feel good about putting this out in the world and to stop yes. pausing before you can actually hit play on your goals. Got it. So when you do sales calls with clients or your spark interviews, how do your dream clients finish this sentence? Ah, I I just wish I could, or what I really want is blank. They, so I have a whole list of data that I'm pulling up as reference. Great. (laughs) So, I mean, everything from, you know, I want to stop feeling like I'm scattered and all over the place. I want to feel Mm -hmm. like I have a system that myself or my future team can implement without me having to approve every single thing, right? Mm -hmm. From a visual standpoint, obviously, and from a messaging standpoint. They wish, this is one that I just bolded, you know, I wish there was a DIY kit to help me use as a hands-on repeatable, you know, uh, process. Um, I want to stop feeling stalled by my inability to take action. Um, I want to stop doubting my value. This was a big one. People mm-hmm. were feeling like, well, how will I ever be able to, you know, raise the rates of, you know, this course or this offering or this product or this service if I look at all these other people out there in the world and their brand identity is so much more clear and in tune with them. And so yeah. because they don't see themselves in their brand or their product or their service, it's a block that stops them from actually putting themselves out there. So like doubting the value, feeling scattered. So if I were to nutshell that, oh, let me ask you first, do you already have ideas for the name of this course? I do. Mm -hmm. And so the, 
the caveat with that is my full service is called Good Brand Partners. Yeah. My coaching uh, branch is called Good Brand Coach. Mm-hmm. I have actually, I'm in the process of trademarking the name of the, like the parent of the courses or the online do-it-yourself, which is mm-hmm. Demon by Design. And that's mm-hmm. a webinar that I've taught in the past. I taught it at one of the, you know, the Hive Retreats. It's something mm-hmm. that I'm already in motion with. And so the mm-hmm. idea, if you can, you know, imagine, I can also share my screen if it's helpful, but having it be demystify design, build a better brand or demystify design, craft a cohesive identity, right? Got and it. the idea yeah. is any course that I produce in the future will follow that framework or that, um, that naming. That format. Yeah. Got it. Great. So demystify design as the umbrella name, I think works. It's way too clever for the name of a standalone course. Is it for designers? Like who is it for? But given what you just shared, I like that. What if we called the course clear, confident brand? So I like that you say that because I had a note in my document here. Should we bring in the point about clarity? And I like having confidence in there because we have to speak to the result or else it's useless. Well, and those are their words, right? Right. It's not the sexiest name I've ever heard, but it's what people are telling you they want. What's your thoughts on not having a verb in the beginning of, which I guess demystify is a verb, you know, mm-hmm. the brand of courses, but do you have any thoughts around not having that like action word in the beginning? My I thought is, fine point. <laughs> no, but my thought is let's use in as few words as possible, let's make the point that clients are thinking in their head. So sometimes it has to be like build a clear, confident brand, but that just to me feels like extra because what I want is the destination, not the actions to get there. And that's just me. Build a clear, confident brand is also a fine name. So my opinion is use a verb if it makes sense. And if you don't need one, you don't need one. But just for our listeners, when we name things, be clear, not clever. Literally make a list of what your clients tell you they want when they hire you and pull from that list. Then you can, like, there is a little bit of room because people are listening right now being like, Dallas, can you stop lying? Your program is called The Hive and no one has ever said to you, (laughs) I really like The Hive. (laughs) So, you know, within that, like understanding what people really want, we have got to pick language that represents clearly what people say that they want. So clear, confident brand is extremely literal, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? This does not feel brand aligned at all, but like brand rock star would be another like a figurative way to say mm-hmm, that. You're, mm-hmm. Don't do that, but it's just another example. So if you look back at that list, What are the things, again, like what are the common things that stand out? And can we use your client's words? Just going through the different sections here. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to read, like, if they had this course, this is what, like, the result would be. Um, Yeah. Maybe something will come from that. Uh, Everything would fall into place. I'd be on top of my game. Um, It would feel easy. I'd feel confident, like I'm a good leader. My -hmm. business could feel simple again. I would be proud of my business. I would feel lighter and focused. Oh, this is actually really cute and I don't think it would work, but it would feel like the best birthday present ever. 
they really want this. Isn't this interesting? Because when, so just to fill our listeners in, you did the market research. You asked people if you had these solutions that the program delivers, what would that be like to you? And it's like, I would be on top of my game. I would be a confident leader. I would feel proud of my business. So clear, confident brand is not even accurate. That's the how we get to the thing we really want, which is pride. Right. Yeah, which, all you know, does align with me and my, you know, my own personal brand of having pride and, you know, doing a good job, uh, mm-hmm. doing good work in the world and also feeling good about, you know, like looking good is one thing, but feeling good is another. And yeah. Oh, could it be look good, feel good? No, that's so right. That's kind of out there. That could be like health and fitness too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, no. But the idea of pride is interesting. I know. I want to use that word, right? Like the proud brand formula. Hmm. Okay. So what are the steps around this to help you land at the name? We're on to some, so just synthesize this for our listeners. What we practice inside the hive folks is verifying your course idea. And we run these spark interviews, asking people like, what is it you want? And what will it be like when you have those things? So now we have this list. It's a birthday present. I'd be a confident leader. I'd be on top of my game. Part of me wants you to call the course on top of your game. So what's the next step for you to like roll around in the mud with these words and concepts? I think one is maybe doing another like whiteboarding session. Great. You know, with myself just to get it out there, uh, looking at the data again to see if there's anything else that, you know, I've missed. But Mm -hmm. seeing how I can tap into that element of pride, which really is the tangible result. And knowing that you only get that from having the confidence to put yourself out there and being able to figure out how to mesh that while at the same time, going back to the actual content itself that lives within the trainings and really making sure that, you know, is there anything that I've been missing in here as far as a tangible benefit Mm -hmm. at the end of the course, they really are walking away with like this brand guideline and basically all the tools they need to put themselves out there. Yeah. And I do think it does fall down, fall back to pride. So I'm going to uh, play around with that and see what, what comes up. What just came up for me was brand pride. I think that might be the name of the course. <laughs> that is Brand pride. I want that. So yes, whiteboard it, see what happens. But my vote today in this tiny little brainstorm session is brand pride which is a like branded or clever way to say clear and confident brand. Yeah. And I, um, I hope this is okay. Um, something that's coming up for me is uh, I was meeting with my uh, social team last week and talking about wanting to, you know, talking about what's coming up for, you know, uh, our brand on social and everything and mm-hmm. the content I want to put out there. And obviously June is, you know, pride month. Um, and I've just been like reflecting back on why I love the process of branding, which really comes down to helping people step into their own like true identity. And that's something that I have struggled with. I'm sure you have struggled with. Everybody has, and it doesn't just pertain to folks in the 
LGBTQ plus community. And not that I even serve specifically those individuals, but mm-hmm. I love that it taps into something that feels so personal to me and also what I hope for my clients, but also just the world. So mm-hmm. yeah, that feels like it. It does. So I know this is a podcast, but both Matthew and I are blushing and just staring into each other's eyes, smiling right now. (laughs) Okay. So let's like, it might be, we know when we know, but run that through the litmus test and do your whiteboarding. But that process I hope is repeatable for you and for all of our listeners. Like what do people want? What, what, how can we be super literal about this? Then we just sort of talk it through. And a lot of times the name comes. Yeah. I'm excited. And this, I'm excited again, it's another level of, of confidence. Cause again, once you can, and it's what I tell my clients, like once you can actually make something feel tangible and real for you, even just by giving Mm -hmm. something a name, once you have the process, it just, you know, I feel like we've dialed up two notches in the confidence yeah. scale. So this feels awesome. really good. Well, let's wrap our conversation up addressing list building. The elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason why I recommend launching when you, when you have a list of 1200 is because a launch is no joke. There is work and it's the same amount of work, whether you have a list of 200 or a list of 1200. But if you're hitting your conversion metrics, a list of 200 is going to bring somewhere between two, right? Two and six students. I'm doing math in my head in public right now. So it's one to 3% (laughs) of your list. I don't know if I got even close there. List of 1200, that's 12 to what's 12 times three, 36? Yes. Okay, <laughs> 12 to 36 <laughs> students, which is a big difference, right, right? Right. But because our goal here is confidence, I wonder if there is value. I wonder how much value there is for you to shift the intention behind this launch instead of, all right, I'm going to hit my metrics and I'm going to have a $70,000 launch or whatever. And instead, it's, I'm going to step into this calling that's been waiting for me for a long time of being a course creator. And my goal for the launch is to do the launch. Yeah. I really love that intention because we're only ever able to learn once we've done something. And mm-hmm. it's funny that you, you know, you mentioned, you know, it doesn't need to be a $70,000 launch and all these things, right. Which is, it's so real and it's exciting to know that it could get to that level and something that I'm just tapping back into right now is, is is the fact that, to be honest, I hadn't even thought about the, you know, revenue from it, right? Which is such a real thing. But yeah. for me, like, it's kind of always just been like, well, how can I help more people? And how can I mm-hmm. help people that maybe don't have, again, that investment for one-on-one? So I love the idea of, like, recalibrating my intention to, like, not launch the most perfect course or the most, you know, put together or whatever, but just doing the launch and learning from it. Learning and having from the launch. Yeah. And maybe there's an element here too, because we want to have people there, but maybe there's an element and part of your launch is for every spot, for every enrollee, I'm scholarshipping to a business owner in the LGBTQ plus community or another 
cause that feels really aligned for you so that now you can actually test it on a group of people. But that would be my first suggestion is we can just shift it. It's not about list shame right now. It's about, I am, I have been telling myself for too long here. I am a newer coach and therefore not ready. So I'm going to declare I'm ready and launching it signifies that I am indeed ready. The numbers don't matter. Yeah, I'm ready. You are ready. And I'm not going to leave it there because I would love you to actually sell this thing. <laughs> I know. The average <laughs> revenue Hive members reach with their first launch is 70K. I didn't just pull that out of the sky. That's the average. So that's a possibility for you. And my suggestion around this would be, you've got this, we started our conversation talking about this incredible community you're a part of. Can you organize a lead magnet swap with two Hive members every month between now and when you launch in September? Lead magnet swaps are the most efficient way to like get the most bang for your buck. And that's something that is a very low lift. Once you've got like the initial promo emails written for your partners, you've got a built-in community of people who also want to build their lists. So the whole cohort of you who are like, oh, my list is only 200. What am I going to do? Get, and I know you're listening. Okay. <laughs> this is to everybody. <laughs> get together, do like your list of 200 and Jennifer's list of 200, boy, you could each add another 20 people to each other's lists. And that's a 10% increase. That's a big deal. Yeah, I think that's a great plan. And it sounds like not a light enough lift, but something that feels like I'm going to want to put the work in to do it. You know what I mean? So what we just did there, Matthew, was instead of taking this concept of list building. And there are all of these ways and all of these things. I tried to just eliminate confusion by saying, let's pick one road and move swiftly down it through the finish line. So now you're not sitting there, you figuratively, you, none of us are sitting there like, oh, I got to build my list. Instead, it's like, okay, two lead magnet swaps a month, which is just much more concrete and actionable. I love that. And right now, without going off on a tangent with lead magnets right now, my lead magnet that I have is a mini training on how to stay cohesive on social um, as a brand. And curious, hearing what I just said about what that uh, lead magnet is, do you feel like that's appropriate for like something in relation to get people thinking about a course or should I try and not say develop something new, but is there advice as far as lead magnets in relation to courses that I'm missing? The course is the packaging on the paper. The course is not what people need to think about. Right. The, what they need to think about is the outcome the course delivers. And this lead magnet is completely connected to the outcome that the course delivers. Mm -hmm. It's also really connected to a pain, an acute pain point your audience experiences. So it feels completely aligned. Wonderful. Good. Check. <laughs> the other thing that will naturally happen when you launch a course is you will see a spike in interest for your private offer, which is great. Yeah. I mean, and I'm excited to have the potential for, not to say a fallback, because I never, now I never enter a you know sales call thinking that it's anything other than a yes, but mm -hmm. I like being able to have alternative options for folks that, again, 
maybe it is out of their budget. Money is a, a valid, you know, objection and being able to mm-hmm. give them a, a more accessible option to still move forward feels totally yeah. aligned with my business and my values. Yeah, it really does. All right. So how is your confidence feeling at the end of this conversation? I feel like I'm standing a little bit taller. I'm summoning about my desk, you know, even even at a standing (laughs) desk, I always like lean to one side and do that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I don't want to, you know, give you too much credit, but I feel like it's a lot, you know, to do with what we just spoke about. I really do feel like that was like the third notch up in the, um, in my confidence scale. And I, I, I really feel like by having the name, it feels real for me by, by knowing that I can just put the format out in the way that I want and know that it's okay if it changes the next launch and being able to have the intention in regards to list building, just be to do the course and know that my one action in relation to getting more folks on my list are just to find two like-minded, most likely hive members who want to collaborate and help each other, which feels more exciting than it does daunting to me. Yes. Which maybe is what this whole thing was about of that confidence is being able to like smash that negativity away and just move forward with, with the next best step. Yeah. Great. It all sounds really clear. And so I mentioned that piece, like, could we give you a, an exercise to help you cultivate the confidence? But I feel like the list building actions and the shift of intention around the uh, goal of the course fits into that category. Do you agree? I agree. I think. Okay. Diving back into lead magnet and getting those um, promo partner emails is really my next step. Great. Thank you for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Thank you, Dallas. I, you know, it was a joy to be here and I'm excited to continue forward. Yay. I'll be watching for your course launch in September. So everyone listening, thank you for following or for following along. I hope you got a lot of value and whether a course launch is in your near or distant future, don't forget about list building and give yourself permission to be ready now. Great. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers biz mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.